All right, we are back with the 137th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Uh, I am going to be joined by UFC Bantamweight, Chris Gutierrez, who just had a massive victory on the weekend, probably the biggest of his career. Puts him in a very, very good spot in that stacked Bantamweight division. Without further ado, I'm going to have him on. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm uh, hanging in there, surviving the pandemic. Are we all, right? <laughs> So first things first, man. Congrats on your win. It looked uh, it was unbelievable. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, so how does how good did it feel to go out there and and uh, get your hand raised? Man, that's, it always feels good, you know, especially when you're doing it on the biggest promotion in the world. So you know, I'm a happy person. I'm a happy man at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you looked unbelievable. Uh, were you surprised that he was able to withstand all those kicks? I mean, obviously, it's worked in the past. Um, he was very, very tough and durable. Were you surprised at anything he brought to you? Uh, no, I, um, you know, he was really long, so it's kind of hard for me to, like, as far as, like, I didn't want to jump in there and get caught with something stupid, you know? So it was kind of, it took me a little bit to get his timing and, and, and distance and speed and everything. But um, I think if I would have got it earlier in the fight, I think, you know, the fight would have played out a lot different. But... You know, I'm, I'm not a, a cheesy person. It is what it is. And uh, I still did what I had to do, you know? It's like, it's being a little bit fuzzy again. I have no idea what's going on. Like, you're completely frozen. So I have no idea what's going on. Can you see me now? Yeah, I can see you now, but it's still a bit a bit fuzzy. It's weird. Um, Hopefully now it'll be good, though. Um, So the, the fight seemed to come together, like, last minute. Um, What exactly happened there and how did that fight come together did you just get a random call or was this something that kind of came together before we knew about it well of course you know we've been eyeing each other for a while we've been supposed to you know we, we've been wanting to fight each other for, for a good minute um and it, it came together well we fought on the 13th it came together the week before so it, not even a week it came together i was told about it friday we accepted it friday saturday we signed all the paperwork and it got finalized. And so by Saturday, that was exactly a week from the day of the fight where, where it was announced that we were going to fight each other. How did that weight cut? I mean, obviously it was at a catch weight, but how was that weight cut knowing that you only really had a week to, to get down there to 140? Uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as you, you would think uh, because I was already walking around kind of low for, for reasons like that, you know? <laughs> And so it worked out good. I only dropped like 12 pounds. So it worked, it worked out really good, you know. I want to talk – I want to go back to those leg kicks because obviously you had a, a lot of success with those in all your previous fights um, as well as against my guy, Vince Morales, <laughs> a diehard Vince fan. Um, so are you kind of upset that like it's kind of becoming a thing now? Everyone's doing it. Everyone's targeting people's legs. And it really was your fight that kind of took took off. Uh, are you upset that other people are using your move? No, it's not at all, man. At the end of the day, right? Like, we're trying to leave a blueprint behind so other people can pick up with it and, and make the sport better. You know what I mean? And so uh, I'm not upset. I'm actually happy. But, you know, keeping a G, like, it's not just because, you know, Mike Tyson, right? He's a knockout artist. Everyone's not going to be a knockout artist like him. You can throw hands like him, but not not everyone can touch you the way he does, and you just fall. So, 
everyone could like look at Andre for example. He's got good kicks, but yeah. his kicks and my kicks are way different. Mine are a lot heavier. I know how to deliver them. I know what to look for. I know what not to look for. You know what I mean? So it's there's there's still levels to kicking, as as dumb as that may sound, you know. Yeah. So you're undefeated now in five straight. Uh, obviously, the Cody Durden fight ended up being a um, a draw, depending on how you score it. I, I thought you won it, but that's, be- that's besides the point. You're five in a row uh, without a loss. What what's what's it going to take to get in the rankings? I mean, you're you're in the deepest division in the UFC. You're on a five fight winning streak. Huge win over Andre Ewell. What what does it take to get a number next to your name? I mean. Uh- I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I, you know, it's not up to me, you know. So at the end of the day, my job is to just keep winning. And the more I keep winning, the more I start seeing, you know, uh, they start putting my name out there and, and start seeing exactly what's what. Until then, man, my job is to win. That's it. When you're looking at guys out there in the top 15, is that what you're eyeing next? Someone like – Maybe uh, uh, Barcelos or, or Cody Stamen or one of these guys that are right there at the top 15 and with a win over them, you'd be in there? Or are you just kind of whoever they throw my way, I'm willing to accept? Kind of both, you know. But at the end of the day, it's whoever, whoever they give me. You know, if, if I say, oh, I'm, you know, I want to fight a top-ranked opponent, they may say, well, not yet. <laughs> If I say, hey, I don't want a top-ranked opponent right now, they might give me a top-ranked opponent. It, it, it just depends on what they want. You know, I don't. that's why I said I'm just – my next fight could be a top-ranked. My next fight could be just another person, you know, trying to climb the ladder with me. So it's just I can't, I can't focus on one thing and then I have a task at hand and then get beat. So I take it one fight at a time and whoever's in front of me, whoever is whoever's on that list, that's who gets it. It's, uh, it's funny because – Although you have um, a handful of fights in the UFC, what's crazy to me is if you look at your record outside of the UFC, I think it was like seven of eight opponents before you got signed were guys who were previously in the UFC or who, or who ended up getting signed. How like, Do you look back at that and you're like, oh, my God, I fought murderer's row just to get here? No, man, because that's, that actually helped me a lot because – a lot of people take the easy road in and they, you know, they're six, seven and oh, but yet they fight people who are on three, four fight losing streaks, who've never won a fight, you know, and it's just like not knocking those other people, but it's just, you know, match them up correctly. Don't, don't be 17 and oh and getting debuters, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I, I took the hard route. I took the route I've always taken. It's just hard work and let's, you know, let's fucking get after it. You got to avenge uh, a good friend of yours and a teammate, Jonathan Martinez's loss uh, when you fought Andre Ewell. Does that make that win extra special to you? Or is that something that you didn't even really think about at all? I mean, of course, like me and Jonathan talked before the fight, he was like, get it back from me, you know? But it wasn't even a – it's not like a – like that's all I was focused on. You know, that – that was also in the back of my mind, but at the same time, like I, I was doing it for me mostly, you know, because I have to win yeah. for, for my career, you know? And so, but of course, you know, you know, that's, that's like a brother to me. So like avenging that win is, you know, it makes it twice as sweet, you know, too. 
You've uh, you've been working at Factory X with uh, Mark Montoya. How significantly, how, how important has that gym, as well as he, him, how important has that been for your success? I mean, the progress and everything speaks for itself, you know. Um, you know, I've been through a lot, man, since moving to Colorado. Colorado was like a blessing in disguise, you know, because it, it was, Colorado wasn't sweet to me when I first moved here. <laughs> you know, it, by by no means was it sweet. I was facing jail time and, and stuff like that for all the shit, and you know, so you know, it's just you know, looking back at it now, man, it's like it, it really was a blessing in disguise, you know. One of the things that you uh, you touched on after your fight, and I don't want to go into a whole lot of detail, um, was about your your, your uh, custody battle. Um, does that motivate you inside the gym or is it something that you know i can almost imagine there's also the the cons like that is a distraction and and they're going into fight week and how do you balance all of that i mean your emotions leading into the fight week and and everything that 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 must have been very hard to deal with but also very um motivational so how do you how do you take that and and kind of turn it into a positive a week out uh before your fight i mean it it definitely is like a double-edged sword you know because um where it does fire you up, it does also weigh you down a bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, the accumulation of it weighs you down, you know, because day in and day out, it's just like, you know, for instance, like my my son lives an hour, like he lives an hour, my son lives an hour away from me, but I, I can't see him. I don't have access to my own child, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, something so like, something that's so it's it's even hard to explain because it's like how do you do that how do you you know i know more deadbeat fathers that got more access to their kids you know and and and, and people always say yo they don't want to talk about it i'm i'm open to talk about it because i don't bash people i just speak facts you know i i can only speak on the story my testimony it is what it is right these are the things that i've had to face but i don't bash no one in the in the, in the process of it but uh the fact of the matter is, man, it does weigh you down. But I think where I flipped the switch was, um, I now I now let it fuel me because, um, and I'm using this time now to be more. I'm using this time to get shit done, you know, to be more successful, to be a better person. I'm just using it to like uplift me and just propel me versus it being like that ball and chain effect, you know. So. What. When you think about athletes, um, or I guess anybody that's working in a professional job like yourself, what would your motivation be to someone who's like, you know what, on the cusp of, of maybe being in the UFC or one of these other things, but they have to balance both training, you know, getting to their child and all this stuff. What, what recommendation would you do or what advice would you give? Go all out on everything. Like on, on live like there's no tomorrow when in, in every situation. If you're at training, it's the last day you're going to train. If you're seeing your, your family, your kids, it's the last time you're going to see them. So, therefore, you don't you never take it for granted, you know. And I think that's one of the things that I do, I'm starting to learn to do is, is really appreciate the little things that I have in life, you know. Because I, for, for, for me, right, like I have something so small in a sense, but it's my everything. Yeah. So, I, I learned not to take that for granted. So, what I would like tell others is, Live like there's no tomorrow and just, you know, pursue everything. Pursue what you're going for all out, 
you know, leave no, leave, leave nothing, leave nothing in the tank, you know, empty the tank literally. And whether, whatever that is, especially if it's family time, you know, there's always going to be people that always try to drag you down. Uh, that's, that's going to be it. People love to see you make it. They just don't love to see you do better than them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you look, when you look ahead now, I mean, obviously you just had that big win. Um, do you have any lingering issues, any, any damage that you may have to take care of before you return to the octagon or are you all good to go? I'm a little bummed up from the fight, but, uh, you know, I got two little shiners. <laughs> yeah. But then that was from the hit on the nose. I got popped in the nose one time and my eyes fell off. I was like, of course, you know. But, uh, no, man, I'm just healing up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go try to spend some time with the family here in the next week and then uh, come back and start training again. So is there a timeline on when you'd like to get back in there? Uh, is it something that you'd do? I mean, obviously, you took a, a short notice fight, so I'm sure you'd like a full training camp. But um, is there a timeline of when you'd like to be back in there? Oh, I mean, in about three or four months. You know, that's usually like the, the the perfect time. You don't want to go in there too soon, and you don't want to you don't want to go in there. You don't want to fight every month, man. Your body's gonna be torn to shit, you know. Yeah. But, Unless uh, you're Cowboy Cerrone. Oh man, I know, right? Some people can, some people can do that, you know. But uh, you know, I'm not 19 no more. I'm not 20 years old no more. I'm 29, so it. Um, I mean, I still heal fast, you know, but there's a difference. <laughs> Obviously, with things the way they are with the pandemic, looking ahead and maybe competing on a on a card in Guatemala or Colombia seems a little bit uh, out of reach at, at at this point in time. But is that something that you'd like to do? Would be able to go out there and and represent? Um, and and if so, um, w which flag would you rather represent, Guatemala or Colombia? I mean, I, I, you know, I try to alternate, you know, um, you know, of course for, for, um, for the actual patch and you know, on the, on the sleeve, like I, I represent Guatemala, you know, and, and I made history for my mom's country. You know, I became the first uh, Guatemalan blood fighter to uh, ever step foot in the octagon. And, you know, in Colombia, I, I was one of the first two. I think there was like one guy, I, I think if anything, I was the second. Because there was one guy that was there. He was a bantamweight, actually. And I think he only lasted one or two fights, you know, and then he got cut. And then years later, me. <laughs> you know, and then there's uh, the other girl, like Sabina Mazo. Uh, she, she, she was there, but she was there after me. And then there was this, this, this other guy. I don't know if he's a 55 or 45, but he's Danny like, Chavez. Danny yeah, Chavez. Yeah, yeah, Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about him. I don't know who he is or what he is, but uh, yeah. I mean, so there's only three of us in there, but uh, you know, I was the first out of out of us three, and then for Guatemala, I was the first one. So I mean, I try to alternate, you know, flags and stuff like that. You know, you got, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I I represent both sides. I get a lot of stuff on the internet. Choose one, and and I'm like, no, I don't just choose one. You know, you know, you don't tell me what the fuck to choose. I, I choose whatever I want. But I, I choose both because, you know, for my mom and my dad, I respect where they come from. I respect their, you know, their land. And uh, ultimately, it's what made me who I am today. I'm, uh, I can relate. I'm, I live in Canada. I was born in Canada. But my parents are Spanish from Spain. So it's like, where, where do I rep who do I represent? When I'm in Spain, I'm Canadian. When I'm here, I'm Spanish. It makes no sense. There you go. Um, 
I want to talk about your experience in Uruguay because you did go down there and you competed in Uruguay. However, you fought a guy from Brazil. So it was almost like, although you were Latin American, you were on foreign turf. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got it twisted. I was in my backyard. <laughs> I, owned, I owned that fucking shit. How was it? What was that experience like? What? If you were there, you would have saw the, you would have saw the, uh, the, you would have, you would have heard the difference when I walked out versus when he walked out. What was it? What was it like competing there versus uh, here in the states? Oh, it's beautiful, man. You know, um, people from foreign countries, man, they know how to treat people well, man. I will say that they, like they, they know how to treat people. You know, they they acknowledge you, they they embrace you, they you know they they have so much respect for you, you know, and that's what I've noticed from foreign countries, man. Like, if you're an athlete or whatever you're doing, if you're competing or something, man, they. They give you all their attention. They're not on their phones and whatever. They're like full on, you know? And so it was a really beautiful experience, you know? And just to know that like my story has gotten out to like so many people around the world. And man, I get, I get, um, I get messages like, Hey man, you're an inspiration. Keep it up. Or thank you, man. That really helped me out. Or, or, you know, Hey, I'm going through the same situation. And man, I've, I've met multiple people through, through emails, texts, even in person, man, that I've touched, you know, I've, I've helped them in a way. And, you know, ultimately, man, that's, that's what my purpose on this earth is to help others. And, uh, I'm doing God's work. And, you know, I, I feel proud. I can feel really genuine when I say that. And I feel really happy when I say that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a, it was a beautiful moment when you, uh, got emotional. I know a lot of people were like, I, I know sometimes how hard it could be to get emotional on national TV and whatnot, but I think it really inspired a lot of people going through, through similar circumstances. So I think it's great that you're out there and, and being vocal about it. Um, so I want to thank you as well for, for doing that. I think it's important. Oh man, I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot. I, man, I, I was trying so hard to hold it in. I <laughs> really, really was. I was like, don't cry, but it's hard, man, because at the end of the day, it's like, I am human, you know, and these are, these are emotions. These are the real emotions that real humans feel and that real humans go through. And so, man, I'm, I'm always trying to like hold it in. I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And, um, man, it just, it's, it's the rawest form, you know, it's just, it happens. So, but I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I'll like, uh, I'll ask you one last question before I, uh, before I let you go. There's a big fight coming up in your division, so I couldn't have you on and not ask you. Big fight between Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling for the for the title. If you had a prediction for that fight, what would it be? Uh, that's a tough one, man, because uh, they're both really good at what they do, but they do both do things differently. You know, Piotr Jan is more of the kickboxer. It's kind of hard to take down, right? But yet... Aljamain is very good at taking people down and grappling. So it's one of those who can implement what? Can can Peter Yang keep it up standing? Can he keep the fight standing? Or can Aljamain get the fight to the ground? But it's, and then it's a toss-up. It's like, okay, can Aljamain get out-wrestled and out-grappled? You know what I mean? Or, or could, you know, could he take the other, you know, vice versa? So it's just, it's one of those, it's, it's an intriguing matchup. And I, I'm excited to watch it. Um, yeah, so that, that's all I have. I appreciate your time. And I actually like that breakdown because I hadn't really thought about it, uh, in that much depth. Cause I was, I'm like, Piotr Jans look great. 
but so is Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling, Sterling demolished who I thought was going to be champion, Gordian Sandhagen. So I was like, I have no fast. idea where this one's going. Super fast. He demolished him. I was like, what the hell? And I know Corey Sandhagen. I mean, not like personally, but like we talk over, you know, we talk and we're like, hey, man, good luck and this and that. But, uh, man, I thought he was going to be a force. I mean, he's, don't get me wrong. The guy's a savage either way. But the way he got taken out really quick by Aljamain was like, man, how good is Aljamain, though? Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to say one or the other, which would it be? I, I'd probably say Sterling. I'd say Aljamain Sterling. Okay, I like that. I like that. I, I'm in the same boat. I've been going back and forth, but I have Sterling. Um, and that's – I'll ask you one last question, and then I'll let you go. Is there any sponsors or anyone you'd like to thank before we end this? Uh, yeah, I just want to thank all my sponsors. Um, I want to thank my coaches, my manager, my team, my family, and uh, all my people, man, That for all the love and support that I get. You know, thank you. Uh, and to my son, I love you. One day you'll probably see this too. So, but all right, man. Thank I, you. I want to thank you too, man, for giving me the opportunity. Of course, anytime, man. I've been a I've been a huge fan of yours for a while, so I appreciate the fact that you're doing this just a few days out of your fight. So it means a lot. Um, thanks for the time, man, and stay safe. Uh, things are crazy out there right now, so uh, so take so take care and uh, don't catch anything. No, that, that's right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, and stay safe. All right, man. All the best. There we go, Chris Gutierrez. I've been a fan of his for a while. He had a ridiculous performance on the weekend. Um, and like he said, I mean, it, it, if you don't know about his story, go go listen to it because it really is emotional and inspirational to a lot of people. And if you haven't, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all my stuff, not just this video, everything I do. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.